Hello, how are you doing? This is uh, Mike on the mic as usual, and uh, you're welcome to once again my show. Happy Sunday. Um, you're welcome to Sunday Talk on Mike on What's What with Mike on the mic. <clears throat> and um, I want to take out time to thank everybody who has actually been listening to my show, and a lot of you have been really really commenting and sending ideas and um, updates i really really appreciate it thank you all for those of you who have been constantly listening because you are such a wonderful support in fact you guys you're the best you're you're at heaven sent to me god bless you uh this morning i'll be talking on a topic that sounds a little um, controversial and the topic is God is wicked uh, before I will continue we have to read uh, if you read from Genesis chapter 19 verse 24 say then the Lord at this time God was with um, Lot in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah that was before he destroyed the land so in genesis chapter 19 verse 24 he says then the lord rained upon sodom and upon gomorrah brimstone and fire from the lord out of heaven out of heaven did the brimstone and fire actually came from then in genesis chapter 18 20 and 21 as god was with abraham earlier telling him what he was going to do in the land of um, sodom and gomorrah so verse 20 of that chapter 18 says and the lord said because of the cry of sodom and gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grievous 21 say i will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it that's the cry of the land which is come unto me that's the cry has come unto god went unto god say which is come unto me and if not i will know now remember there was a similar case like that with Abel and Cain, Cain and Abel. When Cain killed Abel, uh, the, the blood of Abel cried out to God from the ground. That's when God, God, in, God intervened. If the land, Sodom and Gomorrah didn't cry to God, if the blood of Abel didn't cry to God, God might have not intervened. But there was a cry which of course sounded like agony that God needed to come and solve. Exodus chapter 12 verse 12 and 29. So Exodus chapter 12 verse 12 says, For I will pass through the land of Egypt. Here he was talking to Moses on when he was going to deliver the Israelites from the land of Egypt. He said, I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and I will smite all the firstborn in the land. This is God speaking, God himself. I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both men and beast, and against all the gods 
of Egypt, I will execute judgment. Look, he said, I am the Lord. 29a say, and it came to pass that at night the Lord smote all firstborn of the land of Egypt. If you look at this, God did that because he had to rescue the people of Israel from the land of Egypt. That was why he did that. If he had not done that, these people might have remained slaves. Now, in act, uh, some people might say, okay, all the scriptures are Old Testament and maybe they happened in the Old. In Acts chapter 5, we hear all know the story of Hananias and, and Sapphira. Um, in chapter 5, verse 5, he says, And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear, I like this verse, this part of the verse, great fear came on all them that heard these things. Just imagine someone not paying their tithe in church in this our modern days and maybe when you're about to pay your tithe your tithe wasn't complete and as you go to the altar to drop it that person was just struck to death and next person comes the same thing happened and god says because their tithe is not complete do you imagine how many people will be pay complete tithe in that church so, ah, some people even change church some go ja some will leave that church that eh really so we'll be looking for church where the pastors don't even ask for tithes at all. Why some will get a fear, the fear for of the Lord will increase if that hey, if God they strike people to death, that that means that fighting is very that uh, tithing is very 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 important to God. Now, Yoruba used to say something. How uh, they say. You do not respect the person who brings a message to you, but instead you respect the sender who the message has come from. If a child comes to you and gave you something and said, my father said I should give this to you, you tell the child or you go by yourself to the father and say, thank you, sir. I got the message your child brought to me. And if you can't see the father instantly, you just tell the child, tell your father, thank you for me. You don't thank the child. You tell the child to thank the father. You actually, at that point, the child isn't relevant in that uh, message or that transaction or whatever you call it. Because this child is just a carrier. The main person who did the message was the father. Some people say um, the spirit that struck Ananias and Zephyrah, the spirit of death, not God, the ones who struck um the land of egypt is spirit of death now god then i ask about job job that uh, the devil came and struck him killed all his children the same day a lot of his properties gone within three days everything was gone everything he worked for the entire life who did that and somebody says the devil I said, who gave the devil the permission now that's the point i want to make all these things happen because god made them happen god is the god over evil good everything called power supernatural spiritual 
on earth in heaven under the earth he created them nothing came to existence without him so nothing can ever happen without his permission without his authorization because he actually made these things work god if you understand the entity of god that word god you understand that this person has limitless ability once a man of god asked me a question and said can god do all things i said yes and he said no god can't do all things i said ah what do you mean is that okay can god rob you though these questions were sounding nasty where it was like can god rob you i said no say can god rape a woman i said no uh-huh. so you see god can do something and i looked at it at that point i didn't know what to respond because i wasn't expected to ask the quite to be asked the question i wanted him to just explain himself for me to understand but at that point so i didn't know what to say so i came home to my sweet brother who of course sometimes he can dissect the word of god and you'll be like mm. so i spoke to him about it and he said something and that day i had the cost to say hmm. <laughs> i told him i the same thing the pastor said and he said okay this is it god can do all things even those things the pastor mentioned he said but god will not do some things there is a very big difference between God can and will not. I can slap my father because I have hands. He has cheeks, so I can slap those cheeks. But I will not do that because I will not do that because I respect his office in my life. I can go to the off to the church and just give my pastor a punch on the face. Yes, because I have a feast. But then I will not because I respect him. There are a lot of things we can do, but we will not do those things for some reasons. So imagine we human beings that can do things, but we don't do that. How much more God who created we human beings? There's nothing, absolutely nothing God can do, can't do rather. But he just will not do some things. So if you... The, where the challenge right now is people now say God is good all the time why some people say God is wicked now I just want to clear these two things these two same uh, before I go that if you read something about God like I said uh, if you really understand this God we won't be asking too many questions or we won't be having too many controversial um, uh, debates and all. Uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 39, this is God Himself saying this. He say, See now that I, as God say, I, even I, am He, and there is no God with me. He say, I kill. That is Deuteronomy 32, 39. I kill. I make a life. Remember with Ezekiel, when he said, can these dry bones come to life? Ezekiel said, God, you know. He said, I kill. I make a life. Say, I wound. I heal. Job told his wife, if God gives us so many good things, why don't we expect evil from him? 
say, I wound, I heal. He said, neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. That is to say, if God holds somebody tight, he really planned to do something evil to that, that person, nobody feels safe And if, of course, God has loved you, who the Son of God has set free, free indeed, if the God who God loved no man can curse, you know all these things because he is God. He has a final say. He is just the end. Is the is the supreme being over humans. So because he's God, anything he does, we humans can't question. But then, why then do do some people arrive to the saying that God is wicked? This is it. First. When people say God is good all the time, yes, that's correct. But do not get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. Right? When you say God is good all the time, doesn't mean God will not do evil. Or let me say, will not do what we consider evil. Take for instance, his son Jesus Christ. See how he lived on earth. He felt hungry. He was chased several times to be killed. And in fact, he was killed miserably would you say god hated jesus or we say jesus was powerless to free himself but these things to us in fact when he was being killed then people cried people say why this is wicked this is evil but god was his father so was god wicked or did god hate him no it was for a purpose it was for a good intention that Christ needed to die. Christ say, if say I have to go, that if he doesn't go, the comforter will not come to us. He had to go. It is for our reconciliation with God. It is for us to have a connection to him back. That was why the death of Christ had to happen. So when he was being killed, when he was being tortured, people must have been saying, Oh, this God, why you abandon your son? But in fact, the Pharisees even questioned it. If you are God, why can't you just free yourself? You see, people as humans, we are quick to say God is wicked. But that act of evil that was happening to Christ was for a good purpose. Check it out. Every time God killed or destroyed the children of Israel in, in the past, Sometimes the Bible says God himself say he gave the children of Israel to the enemy to destroy them. He by himself, he said, I give he will give them to his enemy, kill them. And they will not just kill them in hundreds, they kill them in thousands. Then they will go back to Ampoda. He does all those things to bring them back to their knees. When they begin to feel so pompous, God will do those things to cut their wings and they will come back and remember God. That's why the scripture said, if only my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my faith I will forgive them because sometimes if he didn't do all those things if he didn't allow the enemies to kill and slaughter them they just go ahead and live the way they like but God allowed these people sometimes to face this pain and so that they can run back to him now people will say ah ah and all those slaughtering got involved with those small small innocent kids that's God <laughs> that's why he's God he can do whatever he wants Remember when he told Saul to kill uh, the, the Amorites or so that he killed every one of them and spared nobody? He knew how he was doing so. But instead, Paul spared the king. 
and if you trace down the the, the the lineage of that king today they are the i think they are the philippians they turned out to be the philistines against who were fighting against the children of israel if Saul had ended that race uh, the israel would have had one less enemy to fight but instead he kept that king and the generation came and this they hunted israelites god knew what he was doing sometimes these things he does might look evil to people but it's for a good intention you might not see the intention now or in two three years but if at a very long run you will see why he had done all those things no wonder the bible in romans chapter 8 verse 28 say for we know it's an assurance we know that all things work together for our good all things so when you are saying that god is good all the time do not expect not to see some things we consider evil to happen don't say eh, evil things can happen god cannot kill god can god can do whatever he wants Deuteronomy 32 has said it he said i kill i bring alive he makes that is if you say he cannot kill then you are limiting him you're telling him he doesn't have power to do that he will he can but he might not do it not because he can't okay just think for instance now you now you know say one village person one uncle from your village now now they do you and they do everybody for family now they cause problem you know make anybody grow now they they fight people's future then you now went to a maybe a fervent praying program and you pray oh lord oh my name is that then you know saying that uncle they worry everybody because the news will even reach everybody then as you pray finish you can hear two days or three days later that this uncle fell down and confessed then he died how would you feel would you say god is wicked for killing your uncle say you're not gonna be you know say oh god has done my work god has done it for me but you go give testimony i see some people give testimony Right, God killed that uncle. Don't you think he's wicked? Don't you think it's because the uncle has a family who would have cried, who would have wept. But to you it's good. You do dance, dance, shake your waist, give thanksgiving, buy a goat and she can go church. Who give them because somebody who you feel or you know rather that has been hunting the family is gone. Why is only in Midas family that crying? His wife, his children, they cry. But you are happy. You see, because it, you feel it's for your own good that is how it is so if you are saying god is good all the time don't think evil can't happen don't think god can't strike some people to death and Ananias and sephira they lied to the face of apostle peter and god struck them to death not because he he wanted to show that he can kill no but he wanted fear to come to everybody if you look at that scripture say and fear came to everybody who heard about these things and fear came that the you who no good respect you peter call you ask you are you okay for you first of all think to say i hope my yes is the truth you can't think and think okay the yes is the, yes my yes you answer yes sir i'm fine because you don't want god to strike you will get that fear god will know how to put us in a particular to put us aligned with him if god lets everything they go rosy for us sometimes we can get lose it we can start having being pompous, start having growing some unnecessary wings. But God allows some things to some challenges to happen to us. Sometimes you pray and pray, the answer not they come. 
you sometimes we pray and you pray oh god save this life save this life but the person will die and you see some people who will lose their mothers or their parents like that they'll just go back go around and start shouting god is not doesn't exist god is wicked he's for a good sometimes it's to make your faith even stronger and those who say god is wicked now what we as human beings consider wicked is not what he considers wicked look at the story of the king he told to prepare his house that he was going to call him home to, to come and rest and the king said oh no god how can you call me to come and rest now that i have worked and all and uh i need more years and god gave him more years what happened what happened at the end the more years he got what did he do with it he went astray he lost it he missed it if only he had just calmed down and listened to god and let god call him home he would be in heaven relaxing now i don't know where he is i can't say where he is i am not a god i'm not a judge over him but by the story he missed it within the 15 extra year sometimes we cry and say god why this thing that happened god is not even listening god is wicked but he knows what he's doing after all we are pilgrims we are not this is not our home earth is not our home heaven is so whatever happens on earth here however way you die however you live whatever age christ didn't live our mentor jesus christ didn't live above three, 33 years he was a young man it doesn't mean that everybody should die young but if anything like such happens what happens what we should be worried about is heaven is the case where we are going to where we are going to the end result so but when you say what we consider wicked is not what is god considers wicked oh god is wicked to have killed the whole of sodom and gomorrah but the, the, the land cried to god the wickedness of the people was grievous god cursed cain but why 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 would god do that because yeah but because the blood of abel cried out so god cannot hear agony from somebody and leave that person and leave justice undone he's a just god he's a just god he will let justice come so if the next time you are saying god is wicked you ask yourself does he consider that thing wicked or is for my good because the bible even says in everything give thanks in everything good and bad give thanks because there is a purpose so long you are called according to his purpose romans chapter 8 and 28 so long you are called according to purpose you love him whatever happens to you work together for your good so but if so two these two these two ideology now firstly you say god is good all the time yes he's good all the time but don't think he's not going to do evil because the what you and i consider evil is intended for good that's why that scripture says good all the time so when he's doing something we as humans will say this is evil he's actually doing for good at the same time don't say because that thing is looking evil to you and i as human then it's not god doing it don't say so god is the one involving everything he's doing it for your good and my good and don't say he's wicked because what he's doing is not wicked to him it's for your own good and my good so either which way it's a good intention anything he does whether it looks good to us whether it looks bad to us is for a good intention for our sake 
how can he give his only son to die miserably with shame with pain nails running through his hands blood gushing out his blood drained and he died there why can he do that can he allow what happened to his beloved son but it's all good that we will be redeemed that we will be saved that we will be who the death the death death will not be powerless around us is for our good no wonder god said called david a man after my heart god didn't call david a man after my heart because god david could sing praise and worship songs or david can sing and play instruments or can no that's not why god called him david was living a new testament life even in the old testament how do i mean when the when the child he got through uriah's wife the first child was sick david was praying praying crying god please save this child he didn't eat he didn't change his clothes he didn't have his bath everybody was begging him so don't kill yourself for this child the child is in your life now everybody he didn't he was praying to god to save the child yet the child died and the day the child died he took himself up cleaned himself up out out for food and began to live his normal life as a king and people were wondering when the child was alive he wasn't like this and the child died he's now okay david simply said to them god has taken who are we to question you see i just paraphrase that and you see that he understood god to the deepest corner of god that you can't question this god to the largest thing you can't see if you understand who this god is he's a just god and if he takes a decision to destroy something he let let leave it because god did not destroy mr a doesn't mean he will not destroy Mr. B. That's why he's God. He's, he's the writer of the story. He can change the story at any time. Don't forget that this story has ended from the beginning because he knows the end from the beginning. So he has written all this. He can change the story anytime. So when you're going about saying, God is good, God is good, God is good, poor Apostle Paul says, are we going to say, are we going to continue in sin because grace abides? God forbid. If you go around going, God is God, God cannot kill, God cannot kill, God cannot destroy anybody. People are dying, God is not the one killing them. Don't deceive yourself. God can do anything. If the devil or these little, little gods are giving so much attributes, they can give children in some shrine, they can kill people in some other shrines. If they, can, if they are giving such reference and preferences, how much more God who made them all? So don't go about saying God is good, God, and you don't think he can do evil. What we, you, and I consider evil to him is not. You call it wicked? Don't think he's wicked. He's doing whatever he's doing is for your good and my good. So that's just what I want to just clear out this morning on Sunday Talks with Mike or the Mike. And I hope you have gotten a new light on that. So whatever you are facing, just give God thanks. At the end of the day, what we are aiming at is to make heaven. So if I, Michael Conquer, leave this earth today, making heaven is the priority. That's what the end result for every believer. So thank you for listening again. Thank you for commenting. I just want to plead that you please share with somebody this. Share with somebody. Every, somebody out there needs to hear this. Share with them, please. And uh, as you go about Sunday, I pray that God protects you. You have a nice day. God bless you all for your patience. 
I love you all. Thank you. Mike on the mic.